everybody, Mike Dempsey here. It's NFL playoff time, and you can still win playing Underdog Fantasy by picking higher or lower on player stats at underdogfantasy.com. Sign up with promo code 1010XL, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. The views expressed are not necessarily those of 1010XL 92.5 FM. Now, recruiting tips, advice, and better ways to train. B3 Better presents The Amateur's Edge with Jerry and Sanders, Randy Wade, and A.D. Roberts. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to The Amateur's Edge. The host is Jerry and Sanders. We got Satira Bunch, Theo Limit, my main man, Randy Wade, in the house today. How y'all doing today? Doing, doing, doing great, good. man. Exceptional, exceptional. Great. Doing good. Happy Black History Month, everyone. Happy oh, yeah. Black History Month. Yeah. We great, know that, great month. We know that we do 365, but they give us one month, so we might as well celebrate every day. Oh, yeah, let's celebrate. Every what you going to do to celebrate, Randy? Um, I'm going to church. Oh, well. I'm going to church. Well. It's chicken. No, I'm just joking. No, I'm, um, <laughs> I think I'll, I'll just start looking up some different historical facts that that's not commonplace so I, that's I, not I, what that's not commonplace so like yeah. just not the uh the, the martin luther king's mm. malcolm x and stuff like the that Rosa find some Parks, other stuff you know, yeah okay. stuff like that do something okay. different some okay. madam cj walkers yeah you know who that is yeah oh, okay all right so not her then because you already know who she <laughs> but, is yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I got good you. deal good deal cool so today's show is going to be about women's sports and the disparity between women versus men um you know, there was a uh, a rant that the old Miss basketball coach went on earlier this earlier last week about women's sports and and the disparity going on. And um, there was a couple of things that I noticed myself watching, like volleyball and seeing how successful volleyball is and how much of support they're getting. Um, looking at women's college basketball versus the WNBA, so we wanted to dive into that a little bit today and, and talk about that. So, callers, please feel free to call in at nine zero four. 641-1010-XL. Yeah, we want to hear from you guys, especially you women. Ladies, don't have me be the only female voice today. I mean, I could definitely hold it down by myself, but it's always good to have a team around us. Before we start, though, we're going to talk about what happened last weekend. Oh, man. Yeah. A total debacle. Debacle. On yeah. behalf of the Baltimore, Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore Ravens. It's only one person sitting here that had the right prediction. Uh, Who was that? Right here. Oh, you. Oh, yeah, I did. Oh, okay. Well, you it's know what? I, let, let me just say this, and I'm going to let you run off. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was so much about the Kansas City Chiefs winning. I think it was about to, about the Baltimore Ravens losing. They completely had a meltdown. They looked horrible. I think their offensive coordinator was not running the right schemes and calling the right plays. So I think it was more so about them losing versus the Chiefs winning. Right. And, and Todd Munkin has been getting total grief Backlash, from everybody yeah. in the sports world this past week. And um, Cleo actually had the the opportunity to play for him. Mm-hmm. So Cleo, what's your, what's your take on that? So Todd was the receivers coach here in Jacksonville when I was here, and um, Todd's a great guy. You know, um, he gets the most out of his players. But one thing I did see, um, they kind of deferred from their regular season game plan. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I thought they should have stuck with the run. Um, they tried to go with the pass game, and obviously it didn't work out for him. But Todd's a great guy. He's a great coach. Um, you know, a national championship winning coach. He was the OC for the University of Georgia when they went on that run the past two seasons right. with winning nationals titles. So he's proven. Um, he'll bounce back from it. Uh, but, you know, it's just part of the game, man. You got to be ready. Right. I, my, so my question is this, Cleo, from a player's perspective. So I've never played football, but 
I like looking at playbooks, and I think I know enough to talk. So you you have the MVP of the league mm-hmm. in this game, the not necess- not just the most valuable player, but the most valuable quarterback that runs the ball, mm-hmm. the greatest you know the the greatest percentage in the league. They passed like over eighty percent in that game. Why was there no? I, I'm always concerned about why there are no adjustments made at halftime. That's what you're supposed to do at halftime. You're supposed to look at your first and second quarter and say, okay, how do we come back and, and do something different? And they didn't do anything different. So that's a that's a coaching debacle. Right. Uh, y'all, y'all tripping just a little bit. Some of that was on Lamar Jackson. And then another thing that I, I love to talk about. There's a lot of athletes these days that are just seasonal players, meaning like right. they play good in the season, right. but when right. it comes right. to the real moment where pins get heavy, everything's right. a little shaky, right. that's when they don't play. And, and Lamar Jackson could be one of those players. You know, Joel Embiid is one of those players. Right, Ooh, but, but right. Lamar Jackson could be one of those players. But, he could, but he could. I would say this too. He could. You got to give Spags, the defensive coordinator yes, for credit. the Kansas You're City right. Chiefs, You're right. a ton of credit. You're right. Right, mm-hmm. because he's getting paid to put together a game plan. And I think – what he did really affected greater. what the Baltimore Ravens were trying to execute. So I think you got to give credit to Spags. You know, he he did his thing with the with the defense with Kansas City. I'm a, I'm gonna pull a Dennis Green comment. We know who they were, and we let them off the hook. We're at a point in the season where you know the schemes that defenses are running. We we know Steve's game plan. I I just don't understand how you don't make the adjustments and you go away from what you're good at. Well, I'm sure they did make adjustments. See, that's the part of the thing that We don't see. That they happens. ran the ball six times. Right. They didn't make adjustments. But what I'm saying is when you go into halftime, right, and it's not working. So coaches get on the board, they're screaming, they're yelling, they're throwing things. <laughs> you know, they put, they putting all these plays up on the, uh, the white chalk, and then all of a sudden you go out there. Right, mm. and it sounds good until somebody gets hit in the mouth. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And then when you get hit in the mouth, he's like, you know what, coach, that ain't working. You know. And then what happens is when their timing, see, that's the thing about Spags, his timing on the play calls, he was mixing it up, so he was throwing Monk and off. Right. That's what was happening. It was a chess game out there. It was a chess game. But how, so, but how do you counteract that? You run your guys in motion to see what the defense is doing. They didn't even do that. They weren't even doing that. I, I think, honestly, he should have just stuck to the script. I think he just – he overthought it. Yeah. Mm. Is that, and that's the point, right? You run the ball six times. Right. And you're the number one rushing team in the NFL. How does that happen? Again, you get Lamar outside the pocket, it opens up a world of things. I didn't so why, see why, any of the zone read stuff. That's one it. thing I was looking for. The zone read, let Lamar keep it, and let's go. But okay. I didn't see that. Okay, so from a quarterback perspective – why wasn't Lamar throwing audibles? Like, I know what coaches call him, but what I'm seeing out here on the field is I need to run the ball. That wasn't happening either. I don't ever re- – I don't very often see Lamar audible. Mm-hmm. Yep. He doesn't – So audible. why doesn't he? I don't know. Is so it, is what it happens, they don't trust? Well, I, I think this is what it is. So now you look at him when he steps on that field. I don't know if you guys notice this. He has this huge wristband yeah. mm-hmm. on his wrist, and mm-hmm. it's a ton of plays on there. So I'm thinking – I'm not – Behind the scenes, but mm-hmm. I'm thinking everything that's coming through that headset is on that wristband, right? Mm. Right. So now you only have enough time to get that playoff, and then once you get to the line of scrimmage, he's probably in an office that doesn't normally call audibles. 
So now when you get to the playoffs and you got to make these adjustments, they're not they used to it. that. So, you know so, so let's dig a little deeper into that then. What constitutes an offense that does call audible? Is it the ability of the quarterback or mm. is it just the system? Because, like, again, it's, is that, both. it's, it's both. both. Because I think if you look at Mahomes and yeah. Andy Reid, they're on the same page. Right. So they speak the same language. He just came in with a new offense, Tom Bunkin, right? Right, right? So all of this is they're getting comfortable. They're, they're learning each other as the season goes. Right. So when Mahomes is looking at something, him and Andy Reid have been in these situations yeah. over and over, over time, right? Right. So now Lamar and Todd will get to that point if they allow it. Right. Because mm-hmm. sometimes they rush the process and then they fire the coach and, and again, then now we're starting over. But again, does that come back to the capability of the quarterback and how much Absolutely. trust they have in them? How yes. much they trust. Like, yes. Right. I was thinking that too. Randy, you you were thinking more so though that it it was Lamar. No, I was I changed I, not that's what I was thinking right now. What I'm thinking right now is like is it something about quarterbacks' athleticisms and when when they're younger, they're so athletic. But they might not be football smart. Is there such thing? Mm. No, I know it's like a basketball player who's Vince Carter, who comes into the league super athletic, and he's a dunker. And then over time, he transitions his game to a jump shooter, right? Because he loses that athletic ability. That's Lamar. Lamar is super athletic, so he's had to rely on that ability. And then now you constantly just slowly seeing him transition mm. to more of that traditional quarterback that still possesses that ability to run the ball when he needs to. And I see glimpses here yeah. and there of some good passes. He, yeah. He's not there, though. He's, he's getting definitely there. He's still not there. making adjustments. He's definitely not there. But I think to the point you were making, Cleo, is it's all about the system. Yes. So as a quarterback, I can make the adjustments more comfortably when me and my offensive coordinator have the trust where I trust him to call the play based on my capability but then he trusts me to possibly make an audible at the line when I see a defense doing something right. that I need to make change the play call. And it's this. Right. They need to be seeing the same thing. So so is it a matter of this offseason, Lamar getting in the playbook, getting in the film room, really mastering yeah. his craft so that he does have the trust from the coaches? Yeah, they'll self-scout. So that's what they do in the offseason. They'll self-scout. They'll go back through it, see where they could have improved. And then once they go and actually dissect these plays – they'll come up with answers. And when these answers are there, then that's when they go into the spring ball offseason, and that's what they'll be working on. But there's a psychological thing, to get back to your point, there's a psychological yeah. thing mm-hmm. where some people are not made for the big moment, and Lamar might be one of those people. You think, you think so? so? Yes, y'all, y'all see, people are, <laughs> when people are fans of somebody, they're not critical on them. Same thing about parents. We're not like, we're, y'all, y'all not, y'all not critical no, 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 on, 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 the, on the guy. No, listen, man. He's got to make it happen. No, I'll be the first one to tell you that Lamar can't make every pass. Lamar is not. Lamar is a phenomenal football player, but I wouldn't call him a phenomenal quarterback, so to speak. He can't make every throw right. As, as it stands right now, he can't. So I, I'll be the first to tell you that. But, but, I, but, but okay, but I'm going to ask you this, Randy. What about just say Andy um, uh, 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 Rodgers, right? What about Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers? He's only won one Super Bowl. Right. So now do you say he's a person that doesn't rise to the occasion? Was Dan Marino a person that didn't rise to rise to the occasion? Had a phenomenal career, mm, Hall of Famer. the greatest quarterback ever. That's what I'm saying, he but he never won. Who, huh? Dan Marino? Dan yes, Marino. Dan Marino what, what can do we slay get, that What do we get great and don't, and how can you be great and don't win championships? That, I, I don't it's understand. How that's a team it's sport. You, it's a team exactly. sport. It's, it's an, an ultimate sport. table. What's the ultimate position on that team? The quarterback. Quarterback. Okay. 
But you, that's, 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 Dan that's a Marino can make every pass possible blindfolded. Like, dude, you got to go back and watch Dan Marino throw that ball. He can throw. He can throw. I, I hadn't seen too many more close to him since probably Aaron Rodgers. But I, I just equate winning with great. I don't. If you didn't win, if you didn't win a championship, I don't. I don't think Charles Barkley is okay. Part, he can't play offense and defense though. Well, okay, but and let me, let me ask, catch the ball. He's but let me, let me let me ask Randy this, and I love this person. Like I think he's a great person, great quarterback, great coach. Would you say um, Trent Dilfer is one of the all-time greats? Okay, you can you can you can battle that point. Okay, you can no, have no. You, you can't can, battle you, that. You, point. you can battle that point. Okay, no, 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 no. You can battle. But this is what I'm trying to say. I'm asking if, 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 if you're if, if you're a quarterback and you don't turn over the ball in important situations, you can win a championship. I understand. That. I understand what you no. mean by that. That's not true. I don't agree either. <laughs> you don't, if, so you you had teams, uh, Baltimore Ravens, great defense. Okay, yeah. right. that's what I'm saying. And the quarterback didn't turn over the ball, he so he's a manager. Mark. So but, he but, so he's one of the best to ever play. No, because he won a ring. No, I didn't say that. You I said he's great. I say he, I say he you didn't said turn great, over the ball. But you said great in winning, being a winning championship quarterback and being great goes hand in hand. Winning and greatness. Right. That's, goes that's hand what in I hand. just said. Winning and greatness. But so you're now, winning championships. Championships. Yeah, championships. And, right. And so greatness. now you're telling me, and respect to Trent, he's he's a great quarterback. He's one of the all time greats. No, I'm no, not saying not. that. No, I'm not saying not. that. I, but know, that's what you're equating it. Okay, but you you're you're putting that. What I'm saying in every statement, like that, it works for every situation, every puzzle. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you can be a quarterback that when the big moment comes, you just do your job, and that's what he did. He did his job. He didn't turn the ball over. Lamar Jackson turned the ball over. He turned it over, but I think he could have had a lot of help from his OC. I think that could have helped him a lot with just calling the right plays. It helps. Okay. Are you are you thinking though? My question is: Are you thinking Lamar? Jackson will go down as a great quarterback that never won a Super Bowl. I'm, I'm, Are you not giving him a fair? Lamar chance Jackson at all? is not even over Michael Vick to me yet. Like he, he he's not there. Michael, if it was if it wasn't for the dog thing, y'all forgot about. If Vic, it wasn't for the dog Vic thing, was dude, Michael Vick was, was going to win a championship. Was he was. Dude. Michael Vick and, and Lamar about to, Lamar about to win two MVPs of the NFL. Mike got one. Se- his career seasonal, got cut short. Seasonal players. These We're are very seasonal. Short. Some players are just seasonal. Lamar They're, about to have two. Okay, but for the big moment, that big moment was just passed, and he it's, failed. It, trust he failed. me, yeah. he's gonna have more coming. We got a call on the line. We got a call on the line. Caller. Yeah. Good morning. How are you today? Good. How you doing, Dave? Good. Good. Let me tell you, I don't know how old you guys are, but nobody, not any quarterback that ever played the game, could light it up like. Talk to him. That's what I'm talking about, man. Talk to him. Are you a Dolphins fan, sir? He didn't have a defense. That's what I'm saying. He didn't have a defense. Great. Oh, Dan Marino can slang that thing. Okay. One of the best to ever do it. 20 years years from now, he'll be forgotten, bro. Yeah. Let's go. Who? Dan Marino. Yes. We we appreciate the call, but I'll say this, um, and we're going to be cutting a break soon, but. We're talking about football, like, two different time frames. Like, when Dan Marino played versus now, the game is so different. It's not even the same. So, But he was playing that game back then. He was, That's what that's I'm saying. What that's what I'm saying. So, com- <laughs> I'm just saying compared to now, how he had to – that was smash-mouth football back right. then. Oh, definitely. Right. You know, th- this wasn't – we're in, like, two I call touch. it patty cake now. Yeah, it's like patty touch. cake. Like You drop him off in this era, man, I'm to my – Six thousand. Yeah, cancel all them records. He's getting all them, all them. Trust. So listen. Speaking of another great 
football player. Um, we, I think he was probably more well-known for his acting career, right, would you right, guys say? Right, sure. Carl Weathers, we send our most heartfelt condolences to his family. He has left us and went on to the other side. You guys remember him most for his dynamic um, role in Rocky as Apollo Creed. I saw a Reed. snippet of the other day, and uh, it still gives me chills when he fought the the big. That was a Russian guy. Yeah, the Russian. Right? The Russian. Yeah. Yeah. Drago. And Drago. He, golly, the way he fell flat on his face and it was over. Like I still, I remember watching that movie as a little kid, thinking, "Oh my God!" Like, is he dead in real life? Because it looks so real. It, it was so real. I'm fighting back the tears right now. You know what's crazy? No, I, I got a pair. Oh, I got. A, I got a pair Stop. of those Rayon boxing shorts. They'll look, they'll look oh, fitted. Come on, man. So I, think, <laughs> I think I'm aware of them. Don't no, them. You know, what is, what's that, Rocky Two? Oh he had them. I got a pair of those, those uh, American flag boxing shorts. Wait, what they, size are the shorts? They're Rayon. They're what? Extra medium. Okay, and what size are you right now? <laughs> <laughs> what size are you right now, huh? Randy? You're not I'm, that I'm size. I'm a little bit over extra medium. I need you to let them go. No, I'm going to keep them. Please I'm going to wear them tonight. I'm going to say he triple X medium. Listen, listen. So so we just wanted to, if you have any stories about him, anything you remember about him and you want to call in, um, as well as this topic, we have a very hefty topic today um, to talk about women's sports versus men's sports and why we feel right our opinion we got some statistics to back it up why women's sports is not as supported um as men's sports so feel free to call in 904-641-1010 do we have a caller on the line now producer or no no, no I don't ma'am think we have. no okay. ma'am we do cool, not thank you let's play that clip for that old miss coach and we and we don't get the crowd support we deserve and some people will say, oh, she's just complaining. She needs to shut up. Well, I'm not shutting up. I'm not, I'm not shutting up. up. You know why? Because when I turn on the TV, when I look around, when we go to other places, women's sports is a real thing. And so I'm going to be the voice for that here because our community needs to be better, man. I agree. I definitely agree. Definitely. And that's a topic we're definitely going to touch on after this break. Um, but we got to pay some bills before we go. But we're definitely going to touch on that. Yeah, so you guys stay in with us. Do not leave this show. We're going to have a great conversation. But let's pay some bills. This segment was brought to you by Premier Physical Therapy. Your wellness journey will begin at Premier Physical Therapy and Rehabilitation. It's the gold standard in orthopedic and sports rehab for adults and adolescents alike. Call 904-996-6922 or you can visit premierptjax.com today for the Premier Experience. You've been listening to the Amateur's Edge on 1010XL 92.5. Don't touch that dial. It's the Amateur's Edge, brought to you by B3 Better on 1010XL. I like that vibe. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let that play a little bit. Hey. Please don't start freestyling. What y'all know about that? I see it coming. I see it coming. And we're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. 
Only if he can Back give me about six segment. bars about women's sports. If he yeah. can give me some bars about women's sports, you can oh, freestyle. You might it's, be it's, able to give it to her. At but, the end of the show, I'm going to yeah, hold we'll you wait. to that. When nobody's right, we'll listening. Let me bring it in. So we were talking about the disparity between men's and women's sports, right? All right, so the WNBA has been out for 27 years. They had six teams that went out of business. Some of those teams went back into business. Last year, two years ago, 2022, they was making an average of about $100,000 for the average player. And it went up last year uh, to $150,000. So I thought that was great. But right. the average player makes $150,000, and they went up $50,000 in one year until I look what the average player makes in the NBA. Oh. They make $9 million a year. Right. Uh, also, uh, the top players in the WNBA, the top salary is 243000 the top player in the NBA makes fifty-two million. Right. All right, and then just one more, one more fact I want to say: there's the top twenty college basketball players make between one point seven million and eighty-two thousand in NIL money. There's mm. a big disparity. That's a huge disparity. Yeah. And um, you know, it all comes down to basic economics, right? The NBA basically subsidizes the WNBA as it stands, and it has always have, and and I think it's a good thing because it creates opportunity, but to to make the comparison and say there should be equal pay, it, it doesn't make business sense, right? You can't, So you can't really say that. But I have a theory on, uh, on why it's like that. I feel that sports is for entertainment. Right. I feel like we watch sports because we see that person doing something that we can't do. Like we see a person jumping high. We see a woman running fast. So those sports where we see people that see things that we can't do, I feel like those are supported. But I feel like it's sports like basketball. I feel like as men, we think that a lot of us play basketball. We feel that we could have played in the WNBA as our talent. Do you feel that way? Right. And like, so because, like, because we feel that uh, we could have played in the WNBA, we feel like it's not entertaining. Right. Not as a whole, but we feel, we feel, we feel that way. What do you think, Cleo? I kind of I kind of see where you're going with it, um, but I always just feel like there's a difference between comparing the professional side of it to the college side of it. So when you start thinking about the NCAA and how they are successful with women's sports and their women's tournament, mm-hmm. I think it doesn't apply to the pro pro level. Mm-hmm. That's where it's tough. Mm-hmm. So then in the NCAA, you got to talk about this thing, Title IX. Yeah. Right? And that's a huge driving force of how programs are set up in the athletic department. So and what's Title IX? Title IX is defined as a, it's, it's a federal civil rights law that prohib- prohibits discrimination based on sex orientation, gender identity, with federally funded education programs or activities. All right? So federally funded and it must ensure that all student athletes and employees have equal access to education, educational facilities, regardless of sex, sexual orientation, or gender. So why is that important? Mm-hmm. Men's sports, right? You got, just say, Power 5 football. That's a driving force within that university, right? The head football coach of a Power 5 university is making more than the president of the university, right? And then they are the money-making um, sport, on that campus that funds all the rest of the programs. But that law requires that women's sports have to have the same number of programs as men's sports. And you use that money 
that's generated through Power 5 football to finance all the women's sports on that campus. So that's where we are, and that's the setup for today's discussion when we're talking professional sports, NCAA sports, women's sports. Man, it's a huge topic. But I, 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 and, and just let me say this, and it may not be popular for my female listeners, and and it's okay, right? So I want you guys to call in, especially if you disagree with me, because I, I, I am, I still consider myself a female athlete, and I was a female athlete. But it, it's the conversation has always been challenging for me because – I don't think a female athlete is seen the same as a male athlete. Like, I really feel like Title IX was created just to make sure. It's like it was like checking the box, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of like in the NFL when they say they have to interview a certain amount of minority coaches to give them a shot. We know that most of those minority coaches are not going to get hired, but it's to check the box, to so say we followed the law, to say we followed rule. the rule. It's all crap. Right. But that, what I'm saying is Rooney Rule, um, that's a tough one. You know, it 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 opens doors for interviews, but I it get does, it. Yeah. And I think Title IX was the same way. It was just something put in place. And they place. also say affirmative action. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you want to yeah. go deeper. Yeah. So it, yeah. it all is on that same right. plate. I'm just saying my argument is Title IX was put in place to make sure that women didn't feel less than. But if you looked across every institution in this United States of the America, mm-hmm. this is po- probably not being upheld the way that it should because it was just put in place to make sure that women athletes felt somewhat equal to. And my, my argument is, we're never going to be equal to, right? I don't want to be equal to another male athlete. First of all, y'all got something that I'll never have, testosterone. Right. Right? So it, it, (laughs) you got that too that I'll never have, and I don't want to have it. But I'm a different type of a female. That's a whole other conversation, right? I I don't want it. I don't want to inject myself with it. I don't want to be as fast as a male athlete. I, I, I like being my feminine athletic self, but I think Title IX was just to say, hey, let's just give the women something so that we can make sure if they do want to go to school and play sports that they feel that they feel equal. Well, and it, it is a somewhat of a protection, too. Right. Right. We got a call on the line. LaCole? Hello? Caller, are you Hello? there? Yes, I'm here. Can you not hear Yes, we can hear you. We can hear you make sure I ain't got the mute on. Can you hear me now? Yes, ma'am. We can hear you. How are you all? We doing good. How you doing, LaCole? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. So I haven't heard everything. So you guys got to like chime in a little bit. Okay. So I have a, a unique perspective on this. I'm a former athlete, former professional athlete. I played in the WNBA for 10 years. Um, I played for Auburn University, uh, was all regional All-American there, All-SEC and all that good stuff. Right. So I have a different perspective on a, on a lot of these things. As far as the pay disparity, um, I think it's an unfair comparison. And quite frankly, I'm tired of the comparison. I think it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Um, I know it's, I think it's not fair to the women, especially. So someone just asked me about this yesterday um, as far as, like, you don't get paid as the men. And it's like, I don't look at it like that, Right. These women have an opportunity. They're, they're building this league. When I got in the league, it wasn't as much as it is now, right? It's a right. process. And at the end of the day, we know that women 
are viewed lesser than or whatever. It's always going to be that argument. But I prefer to look at the positive aspects of everything. When you say I only make, back in the day when I played, max was 103. I made max a couple of years. So when you tell me I'm making 103 and I'm not making a million, but I look at you and I say I make that in four months. Right. So now in the other eight months of my year, I can go out and either build on my popularity and build sponsorships and different opportunities and different things like that, or I can go overseas and subsidize my income. But at the end of the day, I make more than the average American, and I have to look at that as a blessing, and then i got to continue to be uh, a pioneer, right, Thanks. and to build this Thanks. league up and to support it. So now, 10 years ago, that's what I made. So guess what? Now they're making over double what I'm making. They're, they got their endorsement deals are way better than what it was back when I played. Now they got TV shows, two of the players for Vegas, who aren't the main players, but their popularity has soared. Now they have a freaking uh, reality show. Mm. Um, so there's different avenues for them to push. And I just think it's a very unfair comparison. And me, I'm tired of it. Because I think it's, it, it, it takes the conversation away from the game of women's basketball, right? right. And what we're trying to build. So and I and I hear your 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 frustration a little bit and I love it um, as a female athlete. So why do you think the support for men's sports and let's just say basketball because that's what you played is so much greater than that of women's sports? I mean, let's just be real about it. It's always going to be inequities between the female and the male uh, persuasion, right? That's how it's always been through every level of life, not just sports, there's disparity in, in pay across the board for women, period. Right? right? So we just have the magnifying glass on this right now. Um, when the NBA first started years and years and years ago, they were making pennies. They weren't making good money. Nicole, Nicole. So in the first 20 years, but I'm just saying, in the first 20 years of the NBA's inception, they were and in the first 20, if you compare the 20 years from the NBA's inception and the first 20 years of the WNBA's inception, the WNBA is ahead of what the NBA was in the first 20 years. Oh, wow. Hey, so, but look, before you get too deep into the pay, we're talking about the root of it. Why aren't okay. people watching women's basketball like they watch men's basketball? Or supporting well, or supporting uh, I, I guess I see, I see, I see the support. So I, I, don't, I not only see it, but I feel it. But at the end of the day, it's just, if we're going to be real, there's a little bit of misogynistic tinge to it or whatever. Like, I get tired of men coming up to me and telling me, oh, I can beat you, I can play with you. You really can't. But that's what yeah. men think. You really that's, can't. That's what men think. Yeah. And you just said, and you said something earlier today, like, I think I can play. And absolutely you can't. I mean, I'm saying at my, don't at realize, my point. At my you point, absolutely I'm... can't play with us. The oh. thing is, what about... on my 2000s, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Lacole. No, 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 you go you gonna. Go go I got so, you back. I know. I know. Finish. I know. Finish. I know. Finish. Finish. I know. I know. Hold on. And Lacole is going to finish because she was making a point. Lacole, please make your point uninterrupted. So, the 2010 Seattle Storm team that I played on, championship team, the men that we played against every single day, we didn't practice against each other, and I think that's what people they get they get mistaken about this. We didn't practice against each other. Our practice squad was a squad of men. But they weren't just men that are at the rec center and men that are just playing hoops because they like playing hoops. They were actually former professional athletes. They were former overseas men that played professional sports and played at the highest level in college. That was our practice squad. And when I say we got with it, we got with it. Elbows, everything, okay? Those men, 
if they were, yeah, if those men were able to come and talk to you and tell you about what went down in our practices and how we got down and with it, you would see a different perspective. I promise you, you will wholeheartedly see a different perspective. But, but, but I would say this, LaCole, if you could come into our studio and see this fine athlete sitting across from me <laughs> and right. how in shape he's in, <laughs> I think he can get with you. Uh, Who are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> no, he said it his prime. He said it his prime. Hold on, listen. But what was your comeback, Randy? You had a, you had a. Laco, if you have a minute to stay on with us, so, we want you to hear no, his comeback. I'm good. I'm good. As long so, as y'all need me, I'm here. So okay. I, I have a theory. So college players are making more than uh, WNBA players. WNBA players and, through and NIL. NIL. Through Boy, NIL. I tell you, I wish that NIL. I wish it was there when I was in college. Yes, I personally believe it's because an aesthetic of the way they play and the way they look. And what do you mean when you say aesthetic? Let me get to the dictionary. I feel no. Let's let's keep it. Yeah, let's get, let's let's get, get to the, real. Let's, let's get keep to it real. And I don't want to offend nobody, but I think that <laughs> college players are more aesthetically put together when they come out on the court and better they, shape. No, what you mean the, their look. Their look. You understand Long what I'm saying? Blue eyes. Nicole, am I saying okay. something wrong? Okay. Okay. I'm going to say something wrong. Man, this I your, think this how you feel. The women's college basketball players versus what the – okay, if one is only 144 WNBA players versus the thousands and thousands of, of women that play collegiate sports or mm-hmm. whatever, or collegiate basketball. So um, I think they all look the same around across the board. You're going to find the ones that are girly girls that are into this. You're going to find the ones that are a little bit more um, – so they're masculine side. You'll find some that have a mid range, but if that's what you're focusing on, then no, it's not. Uh, it's, it's, not it's not the main focus. What I'm saying is, I, you, you don't, I don't think, think. I don't think. I don't. I don't agree with that. You don't think they're more fem- feminine? That I they would get more support. You, I can bring you. I can pick out some beautiful women in the WNBA. Oh, it is some beautiful women. Personally, yes. I'm one of them, so I don't know. Okay, okay. Right. Talk right. your talk. And, and, and listen, listen, talk. listen, listen. I'm gonna tell you why. I dis- okay. Why I disagree with Randy? I sat there and I watched. Uh, South Carolina play uh, who they play LSU. LSU. LSU the other day, LSU. and it was great basketball. I anytime Caitlin Clark's on TV, I'm watching her. And again, I mean she's probably beautiful in somebody else's eyes, but I don't look at her as being <laughs> aesthetically beautiful. She is a phenomenal right. basketball player, and if I if I can right. tune in and see Caitlin Clark's, I think that level of play or I think that level of engagement goes up. And then I'm right. and then Andrew I'm gonna watch I'm gonna watch the the three point shootout. You know, between Sabrina and Steph. Angel right. All-Star Weekend. Okay, right? Angel, I'm, I'm Angel, Reese is the, Angel Reese is the number one NIL. She makes the most money. Right. And she's not even close to being the best player. For sure. And that's why it's, it's not because of the So Randy's point is because of her aesthetic appeal, her sex it's appeal as a woman. I'm asking you. I'm asking you. Is that your point? Because I've we've we've seen her Instagram. You can tell. You. I mean, it's self-explanatory. Well, but know, that's I, not why yeah. her her value went up during the tournament. She her value, she wasn't making that until her value went right. up during the tournament right. and all of the antics and everything and yeah. the excitement of the tournament last year. And then it was like, buy you Barbie. Yes, yeah, she was popular, but she didn't get that million dollars to after last year's tournament. And that was because of one of her personality, the the. The, the crap between her and, and Caitlyn yeah. and all the drama and it's who she is as a brand. It's not yes. just she's pretty because it wasn't that if that she would have had it from the get go. And then she said, "Put that ring on it, right?" And then right. it went from there. Then and it went to a Cardi B and Meg The Stallion video. Right, right, so right. it just grew. And it grew. <laughs> 
And I really like that Good video, deal. by the way. Well, Nicole, hey, look, I appreciate you calling appreciate in, you. Nicole. Much hey, love when you to come, you. we come to Jacksonville. Always. When you come to Jacksonville, I'm, let's I'm, go I'm one a, on I'm one. I'm gonna come back next time. All right, <laughs> come on, please. Wait, Nicole, before you, Nicole, did you hang up yet? No, I'm still here. Did you just hear what Randy invited you to do the next time you're in Jacksonville? Because the next time you're what? here, he's inviting you. We'll we'll call it an invite to come play him one on one, one on one. And I'm gonna set Let up me the tell cameras. You something. I am. I'm, I'm. I'm older now. Like what you're not gonna do is get me when I'm at my prime. Okay. <laughs> but what but, I will but, do but is Nicole, give you I think one you good post up. I'll though, give you one good post up, and I will put this footwork on you right. and show you what it is real quick. At first glance, when you see Randy, you'll know I got this. And I got a hundred dollars on you anyway. Lacoe, I just want you to do it, Lacoe, because I just want to set up my cameras. I think you wouldn't even have to take them to the hole, but I think that would be the most entertaining in my opinion. This dude got got on a a Freddy Krueger polo shirt. He's going to take Lacole, thank Come you for on, calling man. it. If we have a second show on this, which I think we will, we would love for you to maybe bring on some of your former teammates and kind of oh, expand absolutely. this conversation even more. Would you be open to that? Very open. Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you. Enjoy your Saturday. Man, thank you, Lacole. All right. Still, don't forget, I'm, I'm going to tell them about the time I beat you in April too a little later. You know what? I, I knew you were going to say that, yeah, but yeah, what else? Listen, we before couldn't, we couldn't keep our laughter in. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are a mess. Thanks for calling in, Lako. Yeah, I'm welcome. All right, bye. Have guys. a good one. Bye. Before we go to break, Jerry, you brought up something, and I wanted to, you know, rattle off this statistic so our listeners know that we're not just giving opinion. So back on January 25th, when the South Carolina Gamecocks, who, in my opinion, is being coached by who will go down as the greatest coach in co- women's college football history, if not college football, Don Staley. When they play LSU, they had 1.56 million viewers. Mm. That same night in the NBA, the Celtics, who are the top team in the East, were playing the Heat. They only had 1.3 million people viewing them. And then the Kings versus the Warriors, who we won't talk about Golden State right now. They're not performing at their top potential. But they only had 1.3 million viewers. So – To that point, again, it was about the basketball. It was about seeing freshmen like Malaysia Fawali, whose game is sick, to say the least. And she's not not even peeking yet. She just came out the womb. Like that. Right. And and guess who told me about the game? Guess who was so excited about it? Mr. Misogynistic himself, Randy. (laughs) So so that lets you know the quality is not about the aesthetic. That boy just learned one new word. That boy learned a new word. Spell aesthetic. A E aesthetic. We get ready to go to break, but listen, we still our phone lines are still open. I know we have some people on hold. We know you're there. Thank you for holding. We are going to get you in in the next segment. But if you still want to call in 904-641-1010, come join the conversation. We would love to get your feedback. We're getting ready to go pay some bills, but first. We want to let you know that this segment was brought to you by Premier Physical Therapy. Your wellness journey begins at Premier Physical Therapy and Rehabilitation, which Randy might need after he plays Laco. But listen, the gold standard in orthopedic and sports rehab for adults and adolescents alike. Feel free to contact them at 904-996-6922, or you can visit them online at Premier 
ptjax.com today for the premiere experience. Listen, this conversation is so good. You're listening to the Amateur's Edge on 1010XL 92.5. Don't touch that dial. Come right back and join us. This is the Amateur's Edge, brought to you by B3 Better on 1010XL. And we're back. Uh, we have a call on the line. Jason? Hey, how you doing? I'll be quick. A uh, couple bullet points I wanted to make. There are more women in America than men. Men support women's sports more than women. Women's tennis does better than men's tennis. Women's mm-hmm. softball does better than men's softball. Women's track does just as well as men. Ronda Rousey was the most popular UFC athlete when she was fighting. WNBA has never made a profit. Women's college basketball has been more popular at times than men's basketball. Women's soccer does much better than men's soccer. Serena Williams, lifetime earnings, $450 million. Sherrod Kareem Richardson, $5 million. Naomi Osaka, $51.1 million. Resource, 2022 Ford. Aline Gu, who is that? $20.1 million, 2022 Resource. Simone Biles, $7.6 million. Iwaka Siwiki, who's that? $14.9 million. Golf, 2022. My point is, why do we often overlook the success and star power of these women like Serena Williams, Ronda Rousey, and Shreve Carey Richardson when discussing gender disparities in sports, especially when they are commanding significant attention and pay in their respective fields? The focus on men's sports overshadowing the achievement of women's sports. What they're really doing is picking and choosing sports that men dominate and have been dominated for 60 and 70 years, i.e. basketball. And also women are not supporting women's sports as well as men's sports. That's a good that's a good point, Jason. And we and we thank you for that. Thank you for calling in today. You brought up some major points. You sound like you know your sports. We appreciate you. And it sounds like we need to hire you for our staff. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we have good job. Good job. Hey, hey, leave us your number, Jason. I'm gonna hit you up after this. Hey, so, hey, hey. Thank hey, you so I'm, much. I'm Enjoy your Saturday. Thank you for supporting Not the to show. Not cut you off, Jay. We're running out of time, but this has been your Amateur's Edge, man. We ran out of time, to be honest with you guys. We have such a good awesome. time. We might awesome. need to run this back next week. We might you need guys. to. You got to tell, tell the people we're going to have a show number two. We are going to have a show number two. We're going to make it happen. <laughs> Thanks for the support, guys. We out. Yo. All right. Peace.